Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes podcast, where I talk about buying and selling and managing small businesses. This week, I've got a very special treat. Uh, we're here with Clinton Lee, who's joining us from the UK. And the, the reason I originally connected with Clinton was because um, uh, we had met on LinkedIn and then I'd read some of his articles that he had written about buying and selling online businesses. And increasingly online businesses are what people want to talk to me about. And uh, I think it's because, you know, and, and, and Clinton can probably back this up. Um, you know, as we know, business owners rarely sell their business because they want the cash flow. And when it does come time to sell a business, it's usually because of a pressing personal concern, like they are suffering from burnout or they're, they want to retire or they want to move on or they're getting a divorce or something like that. And that then requires them to change their life by putting their business up for sale. And, and since it's been about 10 years now that people have been able to earn a legitimate living off of the internet, maybe a little bit more, we're now seeing more of these real, honest to goodness, cash flowing businesses that are operating online coming on the market because people are running into these personal mileposts. Um, Clinton, why don't you take a moment, introduce yourself, because like me, you also help people buy and sell businesses, but you're not a broker. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about what you do there in the UK, and then we'll start talking about some of the history of buying and selling these online businesses. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. I've read a lot of your articles, uh, seen your videos on YouTube, impressive stuff. Uh, so thank you very much. My background, I've bought and sold various businesses over the years. Initially, they were bricks and mortar businesses. Uh, but since about the late 90s, I've been buying and selling online businesses. Uh, in fact, since the early 2000s, uh, I've owned, I've been pretty much full time just running them, selling them, etc. Um, now I help business owners. I've uh, retired. I'm sort of semi-retired. I've just come in from the garden, actually. Um, semi-retired, and I, I help business owners um, find the right route to market. So if they own a larger business, I advise them on what type of brokers to go to. Uh, I advise them on the kind of deals they can get with brokers, how to vet a broker before signing up with him, things like that. But if they're smaller businesses, I advise them to not use brokers because brokers at the bottom end of the market tend not to be very motivated to sell. They tend not to do a great job. They tend not to have a great success rate in selling businesses. Uh, and I advise business owners that uh, they can actually do a better job themselves. So I put together various material for them. Uh, I guide them to articles like yours. I make no money out of it. You know, I do free of charge and I advise the smaller business owners. Yes, sell the business yourself. That's what I do. And so, so you've been now buying and selling businesses online, you said, since the 90s. Um, and so right, yeah. you've been around to watch the evolution of these transactions. Okay. And uh, why mm -hmm. don't you tell us about how you saw it start? Where, where did these transactions start to occur? Uh, well, initially, there wasn't a great deal of money to be made from websites. A lot of webmasters, they, they took a challenge. They took on the challenge of beating search engines, for example. It was all about the technology. It wasn't so much about the monetary side of things. Um, towards the late 90s, there was a forum, a webmaster forum called SitePoint, where webmasters were beginning to sell each other their websites, websites that they no longer needed. There was always a market for domains, of course, but this was actually working websites. And some of them were earning a bit of money on perhaps uh, CPM ads, things like that. 
And as that grew, as more and more webmasters were selling websites to other webmasters, SitePoint created a whole section on their forum just for this trade, and they were charging a small fee. Uh, but that got busier and busier, and then they figured that they could make a, they could float this as a separate business altogether. And they created a site called Flipper, Flipper.com, uh, which is a platform for people to buy and sell online businesses, websites, mainly websites. I mean, occasionally some domains as well, but you know, it's mostly websites. Um, unfortunately, the way the model developed, Flipper was um, taking a commission based on the sale price. So it was in Flipper's interest to talk up prices, to talk up the whole business of site flipping, where you buy a website, do it up a bit, and then sell it for a huge profit a few days later. This brought, this unfortunately attracted a lot of scam artists into the business. People who would create websites to give the impression um, they had a, a business, they put a site together that looked very professional, fake some earnings, uh, and they put it up on Flipper as a going business. Thousands of people have actually lost money uh, on buying these websites and um, thinking that they were businesses, buying these websites, trying to run them, and then discovering that there wasn't really any profit there. In 2010, I started a, a forum called experiencedpeople.net. So it's experienced-people.net. Um, and it is to, to date, it is the largest forum of its kind for buyers and sellers of businesses. Uh, and I brought together marketplace owners, owners of platforms like Flipper, um, all the brokers in the world who are dealing with websites, all the major buyers and sellers of websites. And it's a completely free platform. It's a completely free forum. I never made any money out of it. It was there just as a public service, if you like, uh, completely monetary free. There's no ad. There's no charges. Nothing. Um, and I would advise anyone who's looking to buy a website today to go and have a look there. There are thousands of really fantastic discussions from people, some people who know a lot more than I do, on everything to do with buying websites, analyzing them, doing due diligence on them, and even from the accounting side, you know, working out whether it's a profitable business or not. Uh, fantastic uh, conversations, and I would advise them to spend some time doing a bit of research because all is not what it seems in the world of buying websites. So Clinton, basically what you're saying is that, you know, it started off, obviously there's a, a market for domain names. I understand that. So for example, if you want, you were selling toilet brushes, then obviously you want to try to get yourself toiletbrush.com, for example, mm -hmm. right? And so there's mm -hmm. always been this demand for great domain names to do business online. And so what you're saying is that when, when SitePoint created Flippa, they actually were trying to fuel a speculative market because they wanted people to be buying and selling because of course they were taking a cut every time and they had an interest in fueling those prices northward of course because they wanted a bigger cut every time and then and this created a great playground for scam artists and fraudsters to to misrepresent and try to get honest money from people by you know selling something that wasn't what it seemed and so um, would you agree though that whether a business is online or not, you know, a business's value basically is a function of its cash flow and the risk associated with that business, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you, it's uh, not just the historical cash flow, it's what you expect the business to make in the future. Uh, and to the extent that you can convince a buyer that there's a great future in the, in the website or business, um, he'd be willing to pay more. And that of course is uh, modified by one element, and that is the amount of risk he sees, the fees in achieving that cash flow that you predicted. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely it is about 
It is about future earnings and it's about the buyer's expectations of future earnings. Absolutely. Yeah. So what tell me tell us a little bit about some of the discussions that have happened on your forum site. It's experience-people.com, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So have there been some people who have been, you know, and sometimes when people are involved and they've been ripped off or they've they've uh, been misrepresented to, they're they're embarrassed by that situation. They don't like to reveal that they've been the victim of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Are there some honest discussions on there that people have revealed that they've been taken advantage of in these kinds of ways? There are thousands of them. Okay. There many In many cases, they've actually disclosed the website that they bought and uh, who they ended up buying it from. Um, there are some operators who, who build websites to sell on Flipper, and they are honest about selling them as templates. They say that this is a foundation for your business. You can build a website on this business. And that's fair enough. But there are others who build these same template sites or turnkey sites, as they call them, and pass them off as actual businesses. Right. And what happens is they make a lot of money. Um, once they get found out and people discover that they're doing this as a, as a living, they're making a living from it, a very healthy living from it, um, people suddenly be, start becoming wary of them. But for them, it's very easy to just close their account and open a new account with Flipper. And Flipper would just let them continue operating. Uh, with a new name, a new account, uh, and sometimes they have multiple accounts because it helps to to have multiple accounts to shield bid, to bid against others for bidding for your business and push the price up. So there are lots of discussions in the forum from people who've been actually burnt, but from people who've uh, been happy to share their experiences of what happened and how uh, they ended up losing money. So it almost seems like, you know, when, when you're talking about having shill accounts and bidding against yourself to bid up prices, what you're talking about is some of the activity that used to happen, for example, in stock market exchanges in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. today we have all over the world regulations and regulatory bodies to prevent this kind of activity. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the normal market for buying and selling real world everyday businesses, mm-hmm. where people have to come to business come together face-to-face to do businesses and meet owners and sellers and, and buyers mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing. It's difficult to do that kind of thing in a real-world face-to-face market. Right? Absolutely. I mean, the cross-border regulation, that just doesn't exist. Uh, if there's a big enough market in, in banking, perhaps, in investment banking, in the movement of large amounts of funds in foreign exchange and in currency markets, uh, governments have gotten together to agree certain standards, and they cooperate with each other. On something like this, it's just not big enough. So Flippers found maybe a hole in the market somewhere where there's no regulation and there are huge amounts of money involved. So of the, now, because I've actually advised a couple of people who were selling their online businesses and we've followed a model that, that I'm familiar with, which is a model that we see in the world of real world businesses. And Mm-hmm. And these are legitimate businesses. They had actual earnings and profits and sales. And, mm-hmm. and they sold, you know, I advised the sellers what I thought they could likely sell them for. And then it turned out mm-hmm. that I was within, you know, mm-hmm. 5% of, of what they were actually able to negotiate. And so it, it reconfirmed my understanding that there's really no difference between an online business and a real world business. It's all based on the cash flow. Mm-hmm. But because they were selling to people in their own countries, and in fact, a lot of the times they were selling to people they were already doing business with. So they were either a supplier um, or, or, or doing business in some other way with, with who ended up ultimately buying them. There was already a connection. 
And so a lot of the problems with, with opaque market confusion weren't there, but they still sold under the same kinds of terms of sales that, that we see for regular real, real world businesses, meaning that there was a down payment and then the vendor had to take payments over time. So in the you know, sort of Wild West market that you're describing that's happening on Flippa today, mm-hmm. uh, is it largely a cash term market? Are people actually paying cash for these businesses without having any sort of recourse or control of the flow of funds afterwards in case there's, there's a problem? Oh, absolutely. Um, as you know, with smaller businesses, the deal tends to be in cash anyway. And most of these uh, these transactions tend to be. I'm getting a bit of an echo. Oh, it's okay. Most of these transactions tend to be smaller transactions. Once you move up, then of course, yeah, you start getting lawyers involved. You start getting accountants and corporate finance people involved, and they're going to advise you on how to structure the deal, how not to pay the entire sum up front in cash, and all of these things coming. Um, the lower end of the market, people tend to be operating independently with no professional advice. When you say when you say low end of the market, what are you talking about? Like under up to million. what dollar figure? Under one million. Oh, under a million dollars, really? Under a million dollars. Okay. I've known people who've gone who've gone out there who know nothing about websites, who know nothing about verifying traffic or verifying earnings of online businesses, whether it's AdSense or an affiliate program or whatever. They know nothing about verifying earnings, and they end up going and paying half a million dollars for a website in the belief that it's a sound business. And that the seller's a good guy. Wow. You know, I've, I've been, when I was a broker, I sold 36 businesses and for other people. And since then, when I've taken on more of a consulting advisory role, I've probably worked on probably about 200 files now. And I've never, ever, ever seen a business sell for more than 10 or $15,000 that didn't involve some kind of vendor financing or holdback. So if if these people are able to find these these buyers or these mm-hmm. these victims willing mm-hmm. to to actually write a check for half a million dollars, I mean, mm-hmm. I can see I can see the draw of the scam artist to this market because, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who called me saying they were going to contemplate a deal like that, of course, I would be telling them they need to hold on to their money, not not hand it over. This that's that is why. And very often the buyer and seller are in different countries. So if you did want to take any legal action, it's next night impossible. Yeah. You need to have some very, very deep pockets and some very deep commitment to getting some redress if you wanted uh, to sue the, this, the seller, yeah? So there's one uh, part on my forum where um, discusses, I won't mention a, the name, but a chap in the US who was selling templates for forty thousand dollars ago, templates. He he takes literally half an hour to put a site together. Looks very good, and he was selling them for between thirty and fifty thousand dollars ago. And there've been hundreds of people who've signed up and actually bought websites from him. He got exposed on our website. A lot of people were complaining about what had happened and giving us detailed explanations, complete with screenshots, etc. Uh, and he threatened to sue me. Uh, we never ended up going to court, and he offered me five thousand dollars to to take the thread down. And I posted <laughs> I posted his offer publicly for everyone to see. But you know that's the kind of market we're operating in. Yeah. Wow. So if uh, now obviously people who watch my channel are people who are looking to become more informed, 
right? About doing these kinds of deals because they, they don't want to have these kinds of scenarios happen to them. So, you know, the obviously your forum is a place where people can learn about buying and selling online businesses. Are there any sort of rules or pieces of advice or cautions about the world of buying and selling online businesses that would differ from the same sort of rules and cautions that people would, would probably share about buying any kind of business? Let's put it this way. It's um, far easier to fake earnings for an online business than it is for an offline one. So for example, if you had a shop, a little retail business, you can't suddenly claim to have 200,000 or 500,000 uh, of uh, extra sales without having some proof as to how you, you generated those sales. Whereas online, what people do is very often they, they pay privately for PPC ads, pay-per-click ads or other advertisements to drive traffic to their website. And those payments don't actually appear in the accounts. All that appear in the, the accounts are the sales and the profits. So the expenses are understated. Well, they're completely out of the equation. And sometimes they pay $2 to get a $1 sale because they know at the end of the day that they're going to get a certain multiple when they sell the business. So it doesn't matter if they make a loss for two weeks or three weeks. However, it's not, it's not economical to do that over the course of a year or two years or three years. Because then you start losing huge sums of money and you don't recover that in the price of the business. So I would say if you're looking for a business that um, an online business or website, look for a long history of profit. The longer the history, the better. Um, with, with regards to other elements, there are a million different ways to cheat somebody by selling them a website. Um, and I would suggest really, it's difficult to give them one or two pieces of advice. I would, I would just suggest to get somebody who knows what they're doing on your side. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get so, somebody who's bought a few websites perhaps in the past and who's got some experience with buying and selling websites. Um, not me. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Uh, I used to advise people for free on the forums, but I don't have the time. I mean, everybody can find someone, you know, look for, look for somebody, um, talk to webmasters, find some technical person, an accounting person, get a few people on your side who can assist you with analyzing uh, any business you're thinking of buying. Right. And, and so I guess like, um, you know, what I talk about is the team you build to buy a business. Mm -hmm. And so in the world of an online business, then what we have to do is simply extend that team to involve people mm -hmm. who are familiar with, you know, man, like network administration type people, webmaster type people who can, who can look into the analytics of the traffic and make sure, for example, that half the traffic isn't originating in one certain domain. And, and if it is, mm -hmm. why? Right. And make sure, yeah. make sure that we know and understand where the traffic comes from and why. And, and, and also just to be sure that you're not subject to the whims of something like a change in the Google algorithm. Mm -hmm. I've, um, I was on a, on a podcast interview Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago with a gentleman who had built up a very successful business um, using an affiliate program. And all he was doing was he was registering as an affiliate. Then he was buying Google AdWords back when they were cheap simply to promote his affiliate link. So he really wasn't doing anything. He was just arbitraging versus the, the earnings of his affiliate program versus the cost of his Google AdWords. And it was thin affiliates. Yeah, a thin affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, he made money at it. And then all of a sudden, Google had a policy change which forbid this kind of activity, and boom, it was gone. Yeah. You know, the, the I, business was promoted. You know, I, I think differently to most buyers when it comes to uh, Google traffic. 
Uh, very often people selling a website talk about how well they are doing in Google, how fantastic their SEO has been, how much of free traffic they get. Um, for me, that is a negative because I have no control over that. Google can pull the rug from under me at any point in time. If a website has more than, say, 10%, 15% of its traffic coming from organic uh, results in Google, I discount 10%, 15% of the earnings in my calculation of the business as well. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of akin to saying that um, amount of traffic because where it's situated on a major thoroughfare and you don't know if the government is going to change the intersection. Exactly. Right. And, and if, the, if the traffic changes, then suddenly the business is going to decline versus a business that, that, that maintains and cultivates a client list mm -hmm. and they're promoting through email marketing where they're the ones actually controlling the message. Right. Mm -hmm. And people can opt in and opt out. And obviously if they've opted into the list, then there's some value there. They're interested in these commercial messages. Mm -hmm. No, I, I hear you. I hear you, Clinton. And it's a, it, it's a fascinating insight because I wasn't aware that people were buying businesses in to that order of magnitude on cash terms. And, and clearly yeah, the average, these are, these are people who, who are not experienced business people no. to, to, the still, that scenario. to be fair. The average sale in Flippa is under a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. But you do get sales, the hundreds of thousands. You do get the occasional sale of a million plus in Flippa. And all of these tra transactions involve paying the money up front to to escrow to an escrow company or to flipper and they have a deal with the escrow company taking the site over and then releasing the funds but it's all a cash it's essentially a cash transaction there is no debt there is no seller financing there's no seller note uh, there's nothing there's no structure to the deal it is an entirely cash upfront transaction has there been any evolution of another marketplace somewhere else online for these kinds of businesses that is more open to I've, reasonable terms? Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, business brokers crop up. Um, and there was one site flipper, a blogger who used to write about site flipping, a, a couple of guys who started up a website um, that created an alternate platform to flipper. They're called Empire Flippers. Um, and it is a, a, dif a, a different platform, a much smaller platform. But there aren't a great deal of options for somebody looking to sell an online business. Um, you go to Flipper or you go to one of the usual business for sale websites. Yeah. And what I'm finding is that the usual business for sale websites in the UK is RightBiz, it's Dalton's business, it's businessesforsale.com. Uh, you've got BizQuest and uh, others in the, in the US. Uh, I'm seeing a much better response from locations like that than from platforms like Flipper. So if you've got an online business that's generating even, say, $10,000 in net profits per year, you'd be better off going to those platforms. There's a lot of demand. A lot of people are looking for um, relocatable businesses and are looking on these platforms for that. Yeah, I, I've noticed. I For some of my clients who are selling, I manage confidential advertising programs for them. And so I've been into the back end of businessesforsale.com and bizbysell.com. And what I'm noticing is that there seems to be more of a, you know, for instance, there's checkboxes now for businesses mm -hmm. that are entirely relocatable and they define it. They say, this yeah. is not for a home-based business that could be run from any house in the city. This mm -hmm. is for a business that could be run in either New York city or Nicaragua or London, right? Mm -hmm. It really now doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And so they want that box checked whenever these types of online businesses are available. 
Um, and I understand the motivation, you know, being on the East coast of Canada, there's at least three or four months of the year where I wish I was entirely relocatable and, and maybe someday soon I will be. <laughs> I assisted somebody the, a couple of weeks ago um, to list a, a cosmetics business. Uh, they had stock and they were based in the UK, a relocatable business. I helped them list on, on these platforms uh, three weeks ago on a Friday. By Monday, they had 16 inquiries. Wow. And within two weeks, the business ended up selling for two times EBITDA. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the vendor could probably have asked for three or, or four and uh, quite comfortably got it uh, if they were willing to wait a bit longer. But yes, there's a lot of demand and uh, there's a huge, um, you can expect a lot of inquiries if you list on those platforms. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Clinton. What I'm going to do is in the in the show notes down below, I'm going to put a link to to your website, and I'll also put a link to the forum site that you mentioned. Fantastic. And I want to thank you very much for for coming by. Is there anything else you wanted to mention just in closing? Oh, that's my pleasure. I wish everyone good luck, a safe journey, and check everything twice. <laughs> good advice, as always. Thank you so much, Clinton. Uh, we'll say goodbye, and for everyone out there listening. If you haven't already, go over to davidcbarnett.com and sign up for my email list. And you can unsubscribe whenever you want, but it makes sure that you get videos like these every week delivered right to your inbox and so you don't miss any of them. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all Thank next you. time. See you later. Bye-bye.